Hello, I am Martin, responsible for project development in Rizalta, Slovenia. Today we're going to talk about climate change and what companies are doing to reduce their carbon footprint, a trend broadly known as decarbonization. To do that, I am joined by Luka Komazec, Rizalta CEO. Luka, hi. 2021 was an extraordinary year with a massive focus on climate change. Why do you believe 2021 was a turnaround year? What changed in your opinion? In my opinion, 2021 has really been a turnaround year in the race to fight climate change. I mean, we started at the beginning of the year with the EU making a legally binding commitments to achieve net zero targets by 2050, followed very closely by China commitment to achieve carbon neutrality by 2060. Then President Biden has also returned the US to the table which all ultimately led to many companies and government setting up net zero targets. Now, if you ask me what has really changed over the last 12 months, it's not just companies acknowledging that climate change is a big issue, but it's far more active role of their shareholders and institutional investors. There has been an increased focus from institutional investors to actually embed ESG into their investment decision-making. In practice, this means that there is now a direct negative financial impact for companies that do not implement decarbonization into their core business strategy. This essentially affects the cost of capital and will have an impact on their valuations. What sectors are most active in their efforts to decarbonize their operations? In 2021, we have seen just a tremendous uptake in heavy industry, as well as in the transport sector. Many companies across some of the largest greenhouse gas emitting industries from like steelmaking, cement and automotive companies have now all come together to decarbonize not only their own operations, but also their supply chains as well. For example, in Slovenia, we have many automotive tier one and two suppliers that are required by their buyers, big automotive companies to decarbonize their operations. I mean, for giants like BMW, or Volkswagen, to tackle their emissions, they need to work together with their local partners all the way down in the supply chain. Addressing scope 3 emissions is a collaborative effort and requires cooperation of different stakeholders in the value chain, and this is obviously not an easy job. How are you seeing companies generally respond to this pressure to decarbonize their operations, and how do they approach this journey? What we have seen is a massive increase in the number of companies making public statements with respect to their decarbonization strategy. And I'm proud that Resalta is actually working with several blue chip companies in Southeast Europe that have publicly disclosed their targets. Now, the real challenge is going from communicating the targets to real action and implementation of concrete measures to reduce carbon. In order for a company to reduce its carbon emissions, there are effectively three ways to do so. One is through its own operations and operational efficiencies, implementing energy efficiency and reducing consumption as much as possible. There are several technologies that are available on the market that can do so. In Resalta, we see on a daily basis that many companies still have huge room for improvement in energy efficiency. Remember, the cheapest energy is the one that you are not using. The second option to decarbonize operations is through purchasing a larger percentage of your electricity from renewable power. For example, that can be done through solar. Renewable 
energy power purchase agreement are fast becoming the most favorable option for many of our existing clients. In 2021, for example, we entered into a 25-year power purchase agreement with Fraport, the German operator of the largest airport in Slovenia. And then finally, for those emissions that you cannot reduce through your own operations, it's about offsets and purchasing carbon credits. To address this need, Result, together with the company Belectronico Trade, designed a product on a voluntary carbon market. So in case that you do not have an option to reduce your carbon emissions directly, you can go and buy verified carbon credits from your local projects developed by Result. Those three approaches of 1. Reducing operations, 2. Looking at supply chain, and 3. What is left that needs to be decarbonized offset is a very simple but helpful framework for companies as they look into how they deliver on their commitments. I assume many organizations struggle to finance large-scale decarbonization efforts due to strict payback periods, limited intern capital, and narrow investment criteria. What is, in your opinion, needed to unlock funding for companies to accelerate decarbonization? Good question, Martin. So, meeting decarbonization goals requires funding long-term projects that often fall outside of traditional investment criteria. What we are seeing today is that many companies are still focused only on the low-cost, quick payback projects. While these projects may provide incremental progress, deep-dive decarbonization and implementation of high-impact projects requires sizable upfront capital expenses. Now, to implement decarbonization strategies, finance directors will need to go beyond the low-hanging fruit. Therefore, more substantial measures and changes are required. I believe finance people will need to reimagine capital allocation models and build more programmatic approaches to finance projects. Many of Resulta clients are considering decarbonization as a service business model to address this challenge in order to increase the size of investment and deploy capital faster and more efficient. As we discussed, 2021 was a year when the decarbonization efforts really kicked off with quite many commercial and industrial clients. In your opinion, what is needed for further development and massive adoption of net zero targets? I think we need two elements to scale these markets. One is the standards and protocols. We need a robust framework for talking about the impact of a given investment. So there we need a guidance for companies disclosing and reporting on their carbon footprint. I'm proud that in 2021, Result obtained accreditation from CDP as a silver carbon reduction partner for all of Southeast Europe countries. As you know, CDP is the global disclosure system and a golden standard for environmental reporting. The second element that is needed for growth and scalability is actually education and dissemination of knowledge. In result, we assume our responsibility that as a market leader in this part of Europe, we need to educate all market participants. Decarbonization is collaborative effort and we need all stakeholders to work together towards this challenge. Luca, thank you so much for joining me today. It was a very interesting discussion. Martin, thank you for having me. Okay, 
We'll be back next month with more similar content featuring more experts from Isalta as well as its partners and clients. Thanks for listening to our podcast. We'll talk to you soon. Bye.